Okay, yeah, no, that's fine. I thought there's a book that he wrote. the 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 book is much longer than this. It's an actual book. And there's no not a fucking pamphlet. Yeah, a pamphlet is just a sheet of paper. Is how I always took it. So okay, maybe I'm thinking a booklet. So now we got book, booklet, and pamphlet. Yeah, let's start this booklet of pamphlets and. So I could go to bed. <laughs> I should be drinking tequila and called off yesterday. Let me tell you about this fucking Patrick Henry guy. Let me tell you. He's not a, his name is Patrick Henry. He's, he's not even Irish. He's just fucking guy. Samuel Adams. More like Samuel Shipbeer. <laughs> <laughs> Oktoberfest. More like, go fuck yourself. Oh, we're juvenile. Oh my god, I'm such a fucking child. Okay. Yeah, same here. All right, fucking guy. This fucking guy. Fuck you, you fucking guy, you mother motherfucker. <laughs> motherfucking guy, you. Any viewers? No. Perfect. <laughs> Makes it all worthwhile. Yeah, it's like, how are you going to know what's going on if you jump in in the middle? I hate my friends so bad. <laughs> they suck so hard. Girl, same. <laughs> Girl, same. <laughs> I should have went and got a petty. I went and got a massage. I don't even want to hear about it, especially the ending. No, I, I, that's like the most useless thing. This needs to be in the podcast. The happy ending is the most... Useless ending of all time, and I'm talking like even worse than the Titanic because you know what's gonna happen. But what do you need some uninterested party sitting there, just like what if they are interested? Well, then it doesn't have to be just uh, and you know, a handy. <laughs> welcome in. Welcome back to Revolutionary <laughs> Roulette. I'm Rob Zielinski, and you can find me on Twitter at Rob Zielinski. That's Z-I-E-L-I-N-S-K-I. Follow the show on Instagram at Revolutionary Roulette or email the show at Revolutionary Roulette at gmail.com. And I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Joshua Catlow. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Joshua Patrick. Uh, same with Instagram uh, at Joshua Patrick. And you can find me on Twitter at Joshua Catlow, making extraordinary puns on why Charles Leno will not be able to hold on to his next job and will probably have difficulties with Oh man, and I spaced on the uh, <laughs> who is legal procedures. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was arguing with people like such a bad move. And it's like get the fuck out of here. Who's Charles Leno? The left tackle for your Chicago Bears. Oh god. Okay. Yeah. I, I woke up this morning. Chuck. And no, nobody cares about this, but I woke up this morning, and the first article I see is "Woman Eaten by Bear," and in whatever, and I just commented, duh, bears. 
<laughs> I thought you were gonna say something like, "Damn, Camille Mack, hungry." Somebody like, commented like, "That's so immature." Somebody just died. I was like, "Give me a fucking break." She probably earned an Oscar for it, and that's more than any of us have ever had happen <laughs> because of Leonardo had to fight a bear. Yeah, the uh, yeah, Hugh Hugh Glass. Every other movie he's ever been in ever is better than that flick, but <laughs> whatever. You got to get the call right at some point. So last week we left off with the highly organized, long-lasting social movements of the tenant riots in New Jersey and New York. They were rebelling against the rich landlords, but most of the actual landlords were in England. So a lot of the anger was directed at the farmers who uh, who disputed, you know, who least disputed the land from the. Uh, English landlords, and we can tell from the theme of the subject matter and experience, but know for a fact that the riots were a fight between the rich and poor, thanks to witnesses who attended a trial of a rebel leader in 1766 New York who couldn't even be defended by an attorney because they were fucking poor and couldn't pay legal fees, and also very possibly... uh. You know, it was very possible that a rebel couldn't find an attorney to defend him before the lopsided ass courts, uh, as we discussed in a, a previous episode. It's, uh, oh, you know, I was going to say it's kind of hard to imagine a court system without having um, civil servants such as uh, corn appointed lawyers, if you cannot afford one, one will be appointed for you. Right. Uh, and it will be the shittiest non-fucking bar passingest motherfucker <laughs> you've ever seen in your life. Uh, usually that's what you get, but yeah. even but back you gotta then- the one. You got to write the one. You get one. <laughs> you get him, uh, but he's He's going to get your prick. ass thrown in jail for life, but you yeah, get exactly. one. exactly. On a speeding ticket, you're doing 20. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not talking miles over. I'm talking about years in prison. <laughs> so um there's poor laborers complaining to the british about oh, the poor laborers <laughs> uh, uh... <laughs> sorry i'm derailing you my bad no, that's good. you're good about so they they're bitching to uh the british about these landlords and land leasers in america so now it's creating the sort of triangle of conflict between these poverty-stricken folks, the colonial leaders who are trying to create a movement for independence from England and England. And uh, Parliament. Which, which, right, it included the, well, not the Parliament, the included the monarchy and, like, the profit-hungry merchants. Me scusi, me scusi. <laughs> um, so... For those of you who joined uh, or joined us this week and listened in from last week, um, we're going to finally pay off the tease and discuss the regulators. I have nothing on this, by the way, because I thought we discussed it. I apologize. So you're going to have to carry us on the regulators unless we start talking about Nate Dogg and Warren G. <laughs> All right. Well, you, you'll know when to jump in here. So, um, so I fucked up. And I said that they were from the Hudson Valley, but they actually hail from North Carolina. By the way, <laughs> every time 
I see the words Hudson Valley, I think of Hidden Valley, like the fucking ranch dressing. Uh, by the way, do you like ranch dressing? I'm not a fan, no. Uh, I order fried mushrooms <laughs> like twice a month or so, and they're always give me ranch, and I throw it back at them. <laughs> give me some marinara, you asshole. Um, I don't... I don't know how you do French, uh, French fried mushrooms. They're delicious. Anyway, regulators were this group of uh, highly organized white farmers from uh, like 1766 to 1771. They were an authoritative movement who went up against the corrupt elites and it consisted, says Marvin L. Michael Kay, a specialist in the history of the movement of class conscious white farmers in the West who attempted to democratize local government in their respective communities. The regulators referred to themselves as poor industrious peasants, as laborers, the wretched poor oppressed by rich and powerful designing monsters. So. Basically, the, the regulators recognized from the jump that North Carolina was being ruled by the few people who possessed the combination of political power and wealth. Our continuing theme from last week and the week before, probably going to have <laughs> more discussions about this. But um, just for one more tease for the folks out there, um, we're going, I'm, well, I want to bring up um some possible uh options for how to take direct action um when we're talking about uh class war class consciousness um again class consciousness because there is a wage war going on a uh and <laughs> we just need people to um just realize it that war is being waged against them um and they just they have no fucking they have no fucking clue um and there are uh, ways to deal with it uh you're going to have to take you have to make sacrifices but um you know it's, it's going to be for the for the betterment of yourself your friends speak on it and Fuck this book <laughs> teach me <laughs> um you know, and and just for uh, all all of your um, you know the citizens, all your all your countrymen, I suppose, and not only, and then it goes further from there. Like we're not just you know nationalist country. Like um, there's a whole international community out there that we should be trying to take care of. So um, <laughs> such a long ass tease. But uh, we'll we'll get there in a bit. All right. So, um, any questions? Trustees worldwide. Why? 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 <laughs> okay. So the tax system was just completely lopsided and was especially oppressive on the poor. And the lawyers and merchants were in the courts harassing the farmers, trying to collect debts, which is just fucking despicable but so uh the, the thing that drives me insane is that they never 
can look past the present and towards the future and realize that these farmers are going to be needed somewhere somehow down the line right never um, never even managed to sink into their psyche right yeah or they, if it did they didn't give a fuck they oh, well, we'll find other farmers or whatever went through their head they mm -hmm. weren't trying to be um civil to their fellow brethren um i, I know that's a theme for the first uh ever of the united states but uh yeah and, and and even prior um but take it away continue so um i just want to read the quote from zen here they're obliged to pay a tax which they believe went to enrich the grand uh, to en enrich and aggrandize a few i'm gonna cut that out because i can't fucking read so we're there's nobody on the phone uh or on the video so 15 minutes in uh quote Obliged to pay a tax, which they believe went to enrich and aggrandize a few who lorded it over them continually. And from all these evils, they saw no way to escape. For the men in power and legislation were the men whose interest it was to oppress and make gain of the laborer. Always just so fucking concise and I love it. But this was actually uh, the account from uh, one of the regulators um i i think along the lines of uh zin's thoughts uh just goes to the the same thing i've uh, already mentioned it's just like there's no outside um thought it's strictly what can you do for me now um is how i feel about that right and it's like if you fucking chase off all of the workers and laborers and make them all unhappy like who else are you gonna have making the shit that you enjoy see we've talked about their fear of rebellion we've talked about their fear of the american indian we've talked about their fear of the white indentures the blacks and the american indians all coming together yet they still don't have any ounce of compassion or sense to try to be uh, cordial civil or all horrible words uh right but uh they don't have any sense to try and keep the help if you will um in an honest position and by honest i mean uh an interested position like this isn't the best i know i hate it but i'm here i'm gonna make the best of it type thing and yeah. um i'm not saying that because i think this was a good thing it's just they had obvious opportunities to make amends with some of their uh employees and uh never took advantage of it right so you know uh and keep in mind that the regulators um they didn't represent black slaves or indentured indentured service so just uh just an fyi for the listeners in case you're there you're wondering um 
they organize themselves to prevent the poor from having their land and homes confiscated due to tax delinquencies and the unjust taxes on the fucking poor. So the the regulators petition to the government, but we know that never fucking works, never has, never will. Um, and, and all it does now, like nowadays, is put you on a fucking email mailing list uh, so they can bug you about donating to a, a political party or some shit. Like I, you know, I totally signed up for like a, a Bernie thing. And then, you know, weeks later, I don't know how how it works, like if they fucking sell it or whatever. But then I had like, uh, oh, God damn it. What's the group? Maybe it's just like the DNC. Um, but I, I saw I, I read an article today that the DNC in the first hundred days of Biden's presidency made fifteen point four million from donations. Oh my God. Okay. Yes. And I mean that makes sense. That could be like a recurring, you know, donations thing for like people like me who donate, you know, pick like a donate to Bernie one time, mm-hmm. like that the $27 thing. And um, you know, for me, I don't I didn't think of it as a uh donation right i was almost investing in in the future you know should he win and, and get some progressive uh laws uh, but uh i digress that might be the funniest word we ever hear throughout this podcast podcast progressive because there's not a thought in this motherfucking book that's progressive or at least on the side of Right, it depends the on government. where you're sitting. Uh, in, yeah, like on the side of big government. Yeah, yeah, it de- yeah it depends on like how uh, you know where you're sitting on the Overton window. Like if you're you know current day uh, Democrats are like on the same line as '80s Republicans because the Overton window, the political window, has shifted so far right that Democrats are now diet republicans um i love it when you use that phrase and i would like you to go more in depth in it i don't know if you want to do that now or some other time but uh keep that in mind for future reference because i i the overton will window the overton window and diet republicans i mean there's no such thing as democrats yeah no no, no. it's it's not it's well unfortunately there's no such thing as democracy um essentially um if you if you really think about it that's just my opinion um because everything can be bought um everything can be cheated scammed um right and that's why we brought up the the study by northwestern and and i believe it was princeton where they actually proved that the u.s does not live in a democracy. We live in an oligarchy because like you said, everything can be bought. Right. That's capitalism, baby. Except for my happiness or a trip to Seattle. <laughs> or right. Groceries. <laughs> Fuck me, right? Fuck you. How dare I want some groceries? You How dare you fuck. fucking eat? <laughs> so, uh, oh, you got, you got money to buy water, huh? You like oh, that, yeah. LaCroix? <laughs> uh, you, you got, got money you got, for LaCroix, but you fake mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in 1770, Hillsborough, North Carolina, they were like, fuck a petition. 
and a large scale riot broke out. They went to the courthouse and disrupted the hearings, which caused the judge to flee. And then the mob beat the fuck out of two merchants and three lawyers and then uh, looted stores. Sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah sounds real fucking familiar. Um, and, 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 and two different instances, too. Um, you could talk about it in the terms of uh, the protests against uh, civil unrest and civil injustice, mm -hmm. or you could talk about it in terms of uh, the, I don't want to say attempted, to, the successful coup on January 5th, 6th, 6th um, where... Uh, a bunch of crackers went in and put their feet up on the desk like they own the fucking place. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how successful I would call it. Like, it, they successfully broke in, right? And um, they successfully put people's lives in jeopardy and scared the shit out of them where they're hiding under desks. I don't know what they were, they were set to accomplish. That's, the, think, that's my point, is what was the end game? They were the just end like, game was just to be like, we could do what the fuck we want because our fearless leader is standing on a platform slick six blocks away telling us that we could do anything that go march towards the White House. Bring the <laughs> right, but we if I ever see that motherfucker, I'm hitting him with a nine iron <laughs> right up his ass. I you I know, don't care who's listening. <laughs> My point is I you know they really didn't accomplish anything besides having more fucking national guard um you know hang out there for for months on end because they did they they breached and got nothing out of it there was no it was like we're in here uh, what now like one girl sent some documents to russia and that was like that was it one guy took you know uh well, there was four innocent lives that innocent uh. I, I can't say that. <laughs> yeah, I hear four, you. Four lives lost, um, yeah. two of which were by suicide of, excuse me, um, too much carbonation, two of which were by uh, uh, the security guards that worked. And um, just the fact that we're going way off the rail with this in comparison to the book, but maybe this is the week we need to do it. Um just in comparison to when Black Lives Matter or people that are just forget about Black Lives Matter, people that are just tired of bullshit when it comes to the political injustices, um, police um, not being held accountable, um, the similarities are ridiculous. So you have riot gear yielding police officers in both situations uh, when it's the blacks and their comrades, if you will, um, petitioning for equal justice, equal rights, um, tear gas and every means necessary are used. And these fucking people are out of control. Look at them. But in the coup of January 6th, the same thing was happening where there was police in riot gear and shields, and they're just getting battered and battered and battered by 
civilians yielding batons. Right. Yeah. And I mean, there's not any force. At them. No force used against them. What's not a fucking taser, not a gun. We talk about practice. <laughs> well, the one girl, she did get. Well, she got shot, but. She got shot. Just that's to, one. Right. Just clear. Just clear it up since you said, you know. I apologize. Yeah. Um, the I, one I, girl, I, she was straight up trying to breach the house chambers, though, and uh, try to, like, break in through that window or whatever and got. I think she got shot in the neck or something. Um, my neck and my back. So that, so that was one. And then the two uh, police officers, right? They got yeah. There were two police officers that got hurt, and then two others that uh, committed suicide. Um, okay, so was it five, or was it one of the police officers got hit with the extinguisher, the fire extinguisher, and then um, he passed away? Um, I, I think it was five total. Okay, maybe it was five total then. Um, sorry, I, I derailed us again. No, it's all right. And I get worked know, up. Yeah, exactly. So, but we can keep going with this for, for a little bit. So, you know, when to tie it in a little bit, when you're not giving people a decent chance to live, I mean, they're, they're hardly surviving. They're definitely not thriving. You know, what are they supposed to do with that energy? Like, it's just this this anger that's building up because you're not even giving them a chance at life. So what are they supposed to do with that anger? Are they and, just supposed to keep fucking taking it and just, you know what I mean? Like you just take the fucking yeah. all life. Like, no. And the funny thing is, is you speak of anger building up and that's happening on both sides. Like for some reason, police consider the actions of protesters to be criminal misconduct, even if it's peaceful protests. Right. They don't take into account provocateurs. They don't take into account um, anything outside of what you're protesting against. And they take it as a direct offense to themselves. Um in all fairness, I guess maybe they should, but, uh, right. I mean, if, if it's your, you know, uh, prerogative to, um, protect property over people, that's your prerogative. Uh, if that was, if I learned that was my job, um, I, I think I would quit. Um, I wouldn't do that job. I'm choosing people's livelihood over, uh, private property every time. And I mean, once again, they're civil servants and uh, they're trained a certain way. And um, in most cases, they're trained to eliminate threats uh, and they are. There's a lot wrong with how. My next comment, I can hear people speaking in the back of my head after I'm about to say it because I haven't walked a mile in their shoes. So I get it. But there's a lot wrong with the way that police are trained. Um, oh, I mean, you could say and, that. And it, 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 it doesn't take 
me to be a police officer to make that comment. Right. Um, if everyday routine traffic stops are being filmed almost on a daily basis where people are perishing, then mm. there is absolutely something wrong. And I can say with conviction Uh, to a certain member out there, I apologize. Um, you know who you are. Um, but I can say this comment with conviction, that there are f far more bad cops than good cops. Not a lot of people are going to agree with me on that one. And that would probably have people up in arms, uh, hating, um, maybe even a few stop listening to the program because of that statement. But I truly believe that because if there was a counterbalance in the opposite direction, then you would hope that those good officers, especially the ones of color, would step up and say, look, man, it's not as easy as, look, man, uh, <laughs> but what the fuck are you guys doing? I mean, right. these people have a right to do this and to ask for justice. Um, this isn't how things were meant to be. Right. I mean, I mean we're traffic about stops don't equal death. Not complying doesn't equal death. And that's what they always fucking go to. You didn't comply. You didn't comply. Yeah, I mean, you don't... You have anger issues. You haven't seeked counseling. <laughs> you got your ass shit kicked in by a black dude back in fifth grade one time. You hold that fucking rage in your side, in, in, inside of you, and you hold them accountable, so you want to kick the shit out of this guy on a traffic stop because he's got a taillight on. Because you never worked on yourself. Mm -hmm. You don't understand black people. So... When you pull up to one on a traffic stop because he has an expired tag, you're automatically scared instead of maybe hiring more black officers to police black areas. Not that anybody wants to become an officer anymore, but maybe if you were to hire more black officers to police black areas and actually understand the circumstances and the situations and the area, Maybe less of this would happen. Um, Certainly one, one of the many problems is, especially in places like Minneapolis, um, obviously where George Floyd uh, was murdered. And Falon Castro and right. a couple others. Right. One of the main issues is they're hiring people, mostly white cops, to come and police communities that are not theirs and go to the black communities to, to patrol. Um, and there's, you know, there, there's so much more to talk about. Like there's just like a direct study show direct correlation between crime and poverty. If you living in poverty squalor, you're fucking, uh, uh, food insecure, housing insecure, your education shit. You don't you're have fucking, parental yeah, you're, help. You're you're desperate. You're going to do desperate things to survive, to stay 
alive. You're going to rob a fucking liquor store because you don't have fucking money to feed your family or, you know, whatever the fucking deal is. So, like, there is a direct correlation. Look at the studies between poverty and crime. Or sell drugs, which the government does to fund wars and put even more money into their pockets. I, I get it. The The government doesn't sell meth or uh, <laughs> crack cocaine. That was their job back in the in the Reagan era. Right. But, Not by uh, the gram anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's just outlandish to think that people get upset when black people speak up for themselves. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Um, a lot of the issue is not knowing this history that we're trying to go through now. They don't, a lot of people don't just don't know or just didn't realize um, all of the actual history. Like people, we, we just had a fucking, uh, I think it was a senator or maybe it was a, um, a house rep. But they said, like, there was nothing here when we got here. It was like, yeah, sure, there was a couple, you know, Native Americans, but not much culture. And it's like, motherfucker, it, we committed, the, the European settlers committed genocide. They killed as many tomorrow. Indians as, as they could and uh, stripped them of their culture. That's why there's not much Indian culture. They fucking subjected them to the reservations and stay the fuck there, and that's it. Like, how fucking ignorant are you? Like, we stripped them of everything. Right. And Later in this chapter, if we eventually get there, because I've <laughs> taken us to a whole new level of tangent, um, it was offered $40 for every male scalp that was brought back to the British government. And for every female or child under 13... <laughs> Yeah. 20 pounds, 40 right. and 20 pounds, respectively. So, yeah, we didn't do it. No big deal. Yeah. No, so no there, deal. nobody nobody was really here when we when the white, you know, European settlers got here. Um, also, we can't say ocho. <laughs> it's it. I, I'm not sure if this is like a uh, a myth or if there's some truth to it, but um Apparently, like the racial slur redskin mm -hmm. um, possibly comes from what you just mentioned. The the scalp when they, you know, they didn't just like shave their head, they peel their fucking scalp off and that it would make red. sense. So they were calling them the you know, the redskins. Um, and may not have been a you know direct derogatory term for the color of their skin. I, I I would think that would make 10 times more sense considering American Indians outside of their straight hair and um, other facial features look more Latino. Right. Than, they look, yeah. They look yeah. like Latinx, like, you know, brown skin and exactly. you know, out in the sun. Yeah. I'm Cuban B. <laughs> ah, yes. Cuban B. <laughs> um, so, Again, you know, what, what are people supposed to do with that anger and that energy? And sometimes it's they feel like they need to take back what's theirs. So, you know, there's, you know, going back to the, the looting back in 1770, 
Um, they're like, we're the fucking laborers. We made all this shit. Um, so they're going into the stores and just cutting out that middleman and, you know, taking back what, what they produced. Um, and the other thing is, what are you supposed to do with the energy when people keep getting killed? Um, and it's, it's unarmed white people and black people. You know, you, you hear arguments are like, well, police are killing white, more white people than black people. Yes, they are. Um, first of all, that's not the best argument you fucking think it is. Um, two, uh, it's only because of uh, population. Uh, black Americans are killed three times, three and a half as many times as white people. Um, so they're disproportionately uh <laughs> murdered more by the police. Um, so keep that in mind anytime you're having an argument with somebody. Um, you know, there was so a you point in time that I thought this might have been a hobby of officers during quarantine that I'm fucking bored, man. <laughs> let's go let's go do a traffic stop. And I know that's nothing to joke about, but for fuck's sake, man, it was every week or every other week there was somebody losing their life. Right. For no, something I'm... simple. And most of the time it was because of a lack of communication. Right. And uh, I, I actually think you're 100% right. I, I, I don't know if it's like necessarily being bored, but I think it's part of the job is to straight up like patrol, but you're not patrolling for like the safety of the people to see if there's like crime going on. You're patrolling people in their vehicles to see if their taillights out, if their tag is out, if their city stickers expired. You're profiling. Right. And that's what we were talking about um, earlier this week, that things like that is like, it's basically a fucking poor tax. Like didn't have money to renew your tags in time. Uh, cause you felt like eating that week instead of buying a fucking parking sticker. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that happens to be the week you get fucking pulled over because your tags are expired. Now it's just, it, it's a, uh, a punishment on the poor. It's, it's taxing the fucking poor because that's not, that's not a rich person law, right? They're going to fucking whatever. I'm a fucking millionaire. I'm going to pay this 50 or $75 and be on my fucking merry way. Or I'll let them all fucking rack up. You could throw the boot on there. I got fucking 15 cars in my garage. It doesn't fucking matter. It's a fucking poor tax. And the fact that... So I go to write my check for this $60 ticket I just received. And I don't have it in my funds. So the bank charges me a $35 fee plus the 60 that I bounced. And... All of a sudden, I got to create 90 some dollars just to be broke. It's a fucking poor tax. I mean, we're, <laughs> straight up the next I, I know they're going to somehow try to say it's the fucking Clean Air Act and we need to fucking tax the air you breathe. It's coming at some point. I wouldn't doubt it. And nothing is surprising anymore. And. <laughs> don't get mad I, I i can't i know it's frustrating as fuck because we're also like trying to like 
you know, this podcast is is just trying is about trying to like um, engage with people, uh, enlighten them with some of the things that are going on that they may not be thinking about, um, things they've never heard of in school. And that's why we want to get more eyes and ears on this book. So, I mean, this is all about love and we're trying to help each other out here. So there's going to be things that we say um, about people who are to the right of us politically. Um, and we're just, we're actually saying it, we're saying these things from a place of love, not of like character assassination, not of like, uh, you know, I, I'm at least like trying not to do it out of judgment. Um, so we're just, we're trying to have a conversation and we're going to ruffle feathers because not everybody thinks like me. I'm further to the left of you. Um, I was just making fun of your stupid neoliberal hat before the fucking podcast started. <laughs> so, um, so we're going to, we're always going to ruffle feathers, especially when it comes to um, discussions about policing, because the current police policing cannot be reformed. It, it has to be completely knocked away and then like rebuilt be and, those few good cops that you've talked about, they would be the ones we would want policing because they're not hateful people. They just want to patrol and, um, you know, not fucking pull people over for expired tags and shit. They want to fucking actually um, keep the community safe. The current the current system as it stands cannot be reformed. I see posts. God damn it. I don't know if I should go here, man. <laughs> no, I mean, I hear it. I, and I'll, I have I'll to go it. here. I see posts um, <laughs> from the wives of police officers. And uh, for instance, there was a police officer who unfortunately lost his life in a wellness check. And I'm not sure of the details because I didn't click on the article to read about it. Um, but he went to do a wellness check on, I believe it was an elderly couple and ended up turning out that people in the inhabitants, excuse me, in that inhabitants were uh, not well and ended up taking the officer's life. Um May he rest in peace. And then I saw posts from three to four, maybe even five police wives stating something as simple as a wellness check can lead to my husband not coming home at night. I feel for that. I seriously do. Yeah. I, I really do. And I'm not a big fan of, I don't want to say police. Um, I respect the work that you do because it takes courage. Um, it takes a lot of things. Uh, it takes a lot more mental stability than most of you guys out there right now. But I digress. Um, so for the wives out there that are posting something as simple as a wellness check, what about something as simple as running to the bank or getting their son a Dairy Queen 
or stopping at the jewel or just walking outside can lead to your life end. So I get where you're coming from. It's a dangerous world out there, no matter who you are. But because an officer lost his life on a wellness check and black people can lose their lives on a bike ride or a jog or anything. If the police would have been called on that man in New York City in Central Park that was bird watching, I would have probably put money on the fact that he would have been roughed up in some shape, form, or fashion because right. it was a white woman that called the cops. And that's an educated guess, unfortunately. Uh, the police officers are going to say, no, it all depends on situation to situation. Well, that's fucking bullshit. That's not the case. Um, because if it was situation to situation, there wouldn't be as much... Um, we wouldn't have as many issues going on right now. But so for all the women of the thin blue line out there, I feel for you. I really do because it takes courage to do what they do. But broaden your horizon. Think about how it is for a black person or a minority person. Exactly. To just go out and do anything. And it doesn't have to be an, an illegal activity. It could be something as easy as putting gas in your car. We saw the the army officer get pulled over and pepper sprayed because they couldn't see the tag because he just purchased the vehicle. Well, the tag is clearly in the upper right-hand corner of the car from the body cam footage. But instead of just saying, he hands out the window, why am I being pulled over? Handlebar mustache, big cock, doesn't want to say anything. Get out of the car. You know what would have stopped that whole situation? Communication. Yeah. We're pulling you over because we do not see a proper display of a license plate. Officer, it's in the upper right-hand corner. This is a brand-new vehicle. Okay. You may now proceed back to the station. Yeah. <laughs> it's like cool beans. I'm out. Yeah. So let's see. Where are we at here? I, I mean. I, I don't think. A Go ahead. People say that how can white supremacists or racist people become cops? Think about that question truly. And the answer to that is when you hide something your whole life, it becomes a part of you. So for a white supremacist or a racist man to go try out for the police department, and get a job as a police officer, it's not a shocking thing because they spend their whole life 
trying to fit in around everybody and suppressing their true feelings and hiding their emotions. So just because they say that it's a scrupulous test to get into the to any police academy, any police um, municipality, uh, you think they haven't practiced lying or blending in to make it look like they are not? They've been doing it their whole lives. Mm-hmm. The same reason why we can't ever stop a fucking mass shooting before it starts. They blend in. Right. I, I know I'm, a, if we have listeners, I'm, <laughs> I'm offending them tonight. And I'm not going to apologize for that. Uh, or you may, and you may not be, or people just maybe think, you know, um, have never heard that perspective before, or they're like, you know, I have two particular four. I have four or five particular people in mind as I've been talking this evening and I care for them all dearly. One of which I am still in contact with very frequently. Uh, the other of which used to be and grew up together. And then both of their families in which I care about deeply because they both have kids and children and anybody that knows me know that's why I do what I do. I'm going to miss out on the opportunity to become a father, but I'm sure as hell not going to miss out on the opportunity to make this world a better place for the kids and the people that do have kids. Mm -hmm. So just because I don't see eye to eye with, Officer A and Officer B is well more in-depth at explanations and communication than other people these days. Doesn't mean I hold grudges against either of them. I just wish that more would be taken in with an open mind, as well as me having to do the same thing in regards to their profession as well. Right. If you're having a, you know, a conversation with somebody, you know, have the conversation, but make sure, you know, both sides um, are having the conversation in good faith. And And it's not out of uh, trying to get a rise out of you and fucking gaslighting you. That's the those are the relationships you need to end. um, And and that's a part of the process of what's going on. Um, I. Uh, I don't know. Um, I lost my train of thought on that last one. I, yeah. I, I no, it's, all right. it, it's all right. But it, so it, you know, this goes back to like, um, it's, we have the right to peaceful assembly, right? You know, people are always talking about their, or their, so you think their rights, we right? Don't, that's the, but right. That's the whole, that's the whole point is like, it's in the, you know, uh, in the constitution and amendments. Um, and people really care about certain amendments, like good old number two, numeral dose. Like they fucking love that one, but nobody's coming for your fucking guns. Nobody wants your fucking gun. Nobody wants your fucking guns. <laughs> you um, silly cocksuckers. Right. Like people. part of it is, 
you know, if you, uh, if you have like, um, a prior record and it's domestic violence, like you've beat women and children before, um, then you should not have a gun because again, going back to the science, the studies show those are the people that are most likely to kill um, or, and not just, you know, they could kill a friend, family member, stranger, or um, they're more likely to be a mass murderer, mass shooter. So, um, it, you know, just got to look at the fucking science on these and these studies, the fucking information is out there. Um, so <laughs> people don't believe the information. People pull information from where they want to pull information. That's um, a problem too. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta know, you know, the, the, your sources, you gotta, you really gotta dig through because, um, you know, it, <laughs> the, the biggest problem is people don't want to look at the mirror. Um, whether it's an officer, whether it's a crook, whether it's somebody on the street, um, when I'm saying all these things, I'm not giving carte blanche for every black person that does a crime to go ahead and say he's doing it because he has X excuse. That's the white man's fault. I'm not saying that at all. There's accountability in everybody's action and reaction to their situation. What I am saying is that they sure as fuck haven't been helped out throughout the course of history in the United States. And that's one of the reasons why, along with many others, as to why there is so much more crime in impoverished areas um, and lack of schooling in impoverished areas and education, parenting, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you can go down to food, um, housing, uh, people, people complain about when black folks gather on, uh, on the corners or in the street. This isn't like Homewood. This isn't like Mokina. This isn't Frankfurt where you have backyards and patios and swimming pools and lawn furniture that you can just go in, grab a beer, and sit around and shoot the shit. In the trap, that is your fucking backyard. Projects don't have lawns. That's exactly right. We're talking you hang about on you know, the, the, the urban areas and where that's their know, backyard. People, yeah, people are these these poor people, mostly black Americans, are shoved into these projects, and then they have nowhere to hang out. Going, you know, they have nothing else to do. I, if they uh, hang in a park, they get shot. If they hang in a fucking forest preserve, they get shot. Question again, it, anything. Yeah, again, it goes back to direct correlation between poverty and crime. Uh, yeah, it's totally fine that we're having this conversation and not and not going through through the rust here. Um, I know you have to get to bed soon. Um, so I, ha I have a couple things to tie in here and then we can finish. Please do, because these are the things I want to hear. I'm, I'm not saying that this book isn't important to me, but your opinions and these discussions are just as, if not more important to me. 
I mean, we both spent hours and hours and hours. This book is a 44 hour listen. Uh, I don't know what that equals in reading time for me. Right. For me, it's like a decade. I know. But, I'm such a slow reader too. Um, so going back to, you know, we're, we're talking about when you keep killing people, you know, uh, what are what are the people of the community supposed to do? Um, and again, the cops kill white people too, but that's that's not okay either. The cops do not get to be judge, ju jury, and executioner all in a fucking same time frame. Um, they enforce the laws. That's it. And then they fucking detain you and you are arrested. And then you go before the court. You know, it's like, you know, it's always like, tell it to the judge. But they don't see a fucking judge. They just get murdered. That's it. They're, he's your judge and jury and executioner all in one, three for one. So, so what do people have to do? What do they do with the energy? So it's, it's like, you know, I'm going to go, fuck it. I'm going to go burn down the fucking police headquarters or whatever like they did in Minneapolis because it's like they're the people fucking murdering us. I'm going to ruin their place of work um, where they can't fucking organize and continue to fucking kill us. One um, of the biggest comments okay. by white people is always like, why do you burn down your own communities, you stupid fucks? You hear that so often when you have these protests. Continue. Well, right. instead of burning down our community, we're going to burn down your fucking police station. Right. So, I mean, it it does make sense to me when you're talking about people who are getting fucking murdered by these people over and over and over and over. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the sometimes the the writing part of it does go a little overboard because there was, like, an incident, in, incidents where it was, like, they fucking... Uh, uh, rioters ruined like uh, the lobby of a children's hospital or some shit like that. Obviously that is that behavior is completely fucking unacceptable. Um, but banks, Walmart, where they fucking, they just made 200 billion more dollars um, over the pandemic, you know, Walmart target, like these fucking corporations, um, they get subsidized by the government and they're fucking all the workers all the time. Um, so if somebody goes in and steals a fucking 50-inch TV, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. If they break then, the windows, I don't give a fuck. And then white people act like they're a part of the fucking Walton family when the shit happens. Like right. they have stock in Walmart or something. Like, oh my God. <laughs> they just broke into the fucking Macy's and took the... I can't believe... Oh right. I mean, my God. I I, I the mannequin is now naked because they took the Gucci. <laughs> I understand that it it is it's fucking scary. It's fucking scary to see people breaking fucking windows and stealing yes. shit. Like it's scary, but you know what else is scary? Fucking people getting murdered because they're fucking, you know, their tags were expired or they're, you know, like whatever the fuck. Like, or they were just they weren't complying because. They didn't fucking do anything wrong. They got fucking, you know, like that. The other guy, uh, I think it was in L.A., Mario Gonzalez. They fucking cops kneeled on his back. He's a heavy guy. He fucking died. This just happened last month. 
Why the fuck are you kneeling on somebody's back still? What are you doing? Get your fucking head out of your ass. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you get neck, the other guy's fucking elbow. And he's a fucking big dude. Even if he's on his stomach anyway, he's going to have a hard time fucking breathing. Now you got your full weight with your knee and elbow on him, and he fucking died. And then you get upset at Colin Kaepernick for taking a knee on a yeah. football field. Right. But you can put yours on a on a back or a neck. The, you know, the, the fucking a call got called in because, you know, he was maybe he was drinking in the park or so, something along those lines. They're like, hey, buddy, you OK? He was like and he was just a fucking he seemed like he was a guy who was uh, possibly mentally ill and had a few drinks and they fucking killed him in the park. And. And, and it happens a year after it, George Floyd, the term, the phrase. No justice, no peace. You really need to think about that. The words are right. They're right fucking there. No justice, no peace. It's you really don't need anything else. Um, the, and you're so up in arms or outraged. Just because it doesn't directly affect you doesn't mean that it does oh you're freezing up on doesn't us involve now. you because you, you should care just because you're in a community that is primarily white doesn't give you uh the right to just ignore the goings on of things that are happening in the inner cities and the well-being of others i mean Right, are just happening on the other side of the fucking metro station. Exactly. So, um, so okay, we could we could move on a, a little bit. Um, you know, similar related topics. Anyway, so we just um had May Day on May first. Um, okay. May Day is um also known as like uh the Workers Day, International Workers Day, Laborers Day. Um, so even though there's a fucking labor day, um, this is known as May day and it actually started, um, from, you know, where I grew up in Chicago. It was the fucking, um, people may have heard, heard of it, but never really looked into it. It's called the Haymarket affair or the Haymarket riot. And it was, uh, Chicago workers, laborers. Um, protesting, striking for, uh, I think it was, uh, better work hours and wages. Um, you know, I want to say it was to go from like a 12 day to 10 day hour, um, with increased wages and, um, and the cops came and tried to fucking break up a peaceful assembly. Um, wasn't it a, a sit in type thing? Or eventually became a sit-in? No, I think um, I would have to look into it a little bit more. Like there were, you know, they had um, speakers there, mm -hmm. and um, somebody really prominent, like had just got finished, so people were still kind of like, you know, hanging around, and um, and then uh, Chicago Police Department came to break up this peaceful gather gathering, and um, somebody threw a fucking uh, stick a dynamite at, at the fucking crowd of cops. 
Um, so fucking riot broke out and uh, more police died and uh, more protesters died. And um, again, this was a, at first a peaceful assembly um, for better uh, working conditions and and policies and again like we we've said it before like we work you know most people work like nine to five jobs um and get weekends off and because of these kinds of fucking uh strikes and uh you know labor uh or union you know uh negotiations so um unionize your workplace folks. So, um, that was May Day. That was just, that was, uh, it celebrated. I, I actually think the actual May Day was like May 4th, um, or maybe even May 5th, your birthday, happy birthday tomorrow, by the way, big guy. Um, the big four, oh, over the fucking hill. You're, you're Sisyphus. To... You made it to the top of the hill. I don't, I'm on the back nine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The way you live in, yeah, you on hold thirteen, motherfucker. I'm fine with that. Just uh, it's, uh... <laughs> so um, that was that was made a just a, a you know a little background for you know folks out there like a that was a fun fact. And when I say fun fact, it always makes me uh, think of our our old friend uh, Kyle. Um, I always forget how to say his last name though. Kyle Brock. Yes. Um, from uh he's got a new band out there called the rain rabbit the music is dynamite um and uh he used to have a radio show and he had a segment called that's fact up um so uh always time anytime i say fun fact i always think of his segment that's fact up so um again something else that the people uh could possibly do should things um somehow get even fucking worse um because it seems like uh the way like policies are going um we're not doing anything to stop the planet from dying um shit's gonna look real fucking bad in like four or five years um this pandemic might never end because people are buying fake vaccination <laughs> cards just so they can travel right instead um, of actually getting vaccinated so herd immunity is going to go by the wayside by the time and we're all going to have to re-up on the vaccine and start this whole fucking process <laughs> over again right that's right and, and i can't get out of this fucking country if you right. don't like it here get the fuck i'm trying <laughs> take the motherfucking <laughs> shot i'm gone i can't leave um just like <laughs> oh god so um something that people can possibly do and this would have to be you know talk about fucking highly organized this is something else people can research from themselves it's called a general strike um so i think what that would look like um nowadays would both be um not going to your job like especially laborers and um you know people who we're now calling essential workers um Everybody goes on strike, not just Teamsters. Every fucking buddy goes on strike. It's a, called general strike or mass strike. So besides striking from work, um, you also go on general strike by not fucking consuming anything. So we're talking about, you know, two steps. So obviously you're going to need food, but otherwise you're not going to buy anything that you might 
need to buy um, or, or let's say want to buy. Okay. Like if, if we were in the middle of a general strike, I wouldn't have bought, uh, you know, new flooring. Mm-hmm. I would have, you know, that's part of the general strike. So like hold whatever liquid that you do have and, you know, corporations are going to be hurting. So again, it's all about, they want our fucking labor and our consumption. Well, we take away both. What do they got? Nothing. Uh, so it would have to be something I'm not going to fucking <laughs> organize anything like that. It's just, um, you know, look at the, uh, just go on fucking Wikipedia, go, you know, search general strike and you'll see all the ones that took place. Like Belgium had like five within like a, a 10 year span or some shit like that. And, Was um, successful? um, partially. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, you get the day off, keep, so that's successful keep, enough for me. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's why they had to keep going at it. They're like, you know, we'll fucking we'll strike again if we have to motherfucker. Um, so, you know, it, talk about like incrementalism, but, um, you know, it seems to get the job done. But this all kind of goes in hand in hand with the class consciousness, the class wars, the, uh, you know, May Days uh, that we celebrate, the general strikes that have happened in the past. And this is part of why. We're studying history so that we have a better idea what we can or should do now um, and also make sure shit like Nazi Germany doesn't happen again. Because, I mean, we have enough fucking books and uh, it's all fucking well documented. So you can't be like, wow, I can't, I did not see that coming. Uh, so... <laughs> Did not. <laughs> um, this fucking guy. So, all right, it's we went way the fuck over. Um, it's all right. Hardly covered anything. Um, it's a three parter. It's a fucking. It's a three parter. Um, Where did we leave off here? So I can mark that down. Okay. So uh, the last thing that I mentioned from the actual book was uh this is how we got on mostly got on the tangent was the regulators um beating the fuck out of three lawyers and two merchants and then um looting uh uh, the stores all right all right so So we didn't cover shit today we hardly covered anything today we might have to make this like a fucking patreon episode um put it behind a fucking paywall start from the beginning that's not that's not a bad idea <laughs> and uh you know obviously it'll be free to people on youtube i guess i could always like make it private or something but um i won't i won't do that for the fucking one that's uh that's watching out there so um whoever it is thank you <laughs> yes thank you so um yeah it's going to be it's either going to be we're either going to call it a two-parter and uh We'll we'll send this as like a separate fucking uh, podcast episode, um, or we'll call this you know part two, and we'll just have to finish in in part three, three part fucking chapter. Fair enough. Um, I appreciate you uh, trying to lead <laughs> this podcast to a. Uh, eventual successful uh place along the lines of the Howard Zinn book 
However, um, Captain D-Rail, um, <laughs> the new Marvel superhero, <laughs> was in the house. So um, signing off once again, jo at Joshua Patrick on Facebook and uh, at Joshua Catlow on Twitter. Um, we appreciate you listening and watching. And take us home, kid. Um, yeah, so that's it. So we'll we'll go on with uh, part two or part three of uh, Howard Zinn's A People's History of the United States, Tyranny is Tyranny. And um, we'll try to record on Saturday. <laughs> May, what does it say again? Made you look. Made you look, Black Lives Matter. <laughs> You cannot believe the looks that this gets me on the uh, walking trail. It's like they want to see Kyle me and then they read it and it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I did not see oh, that coming. Oh, that was so good. Oh, shit. I okay. can't believe I wasted a good see Kyle on him. <laughs> we wasted a good Kyle on you. <laughs> oh, did you waste a good surprise on me? Yep. Oh, Fucking assholes. God. Oh god, that's too funny. All right, we gotta we gotta go. We're out. Goodbye. Uh, good night. <laughs>